Westerners, and from Walls Dairy Port, over 65 years of ice cream artistry. Main Street, Bucksport. The time is 9.59, just before 10 o'clock, coming right up on the top of the hour. You are tuned to WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill and streaming online at WERU.org. We've got the Democracy Forum with your host, Ann Luther, coming up next. Good morning. Happy first day of summer. Welcome to the Democracy Forum. This is the sixth program in our series this year to broadcast at this time on the third Friday of each month. We're featuring topics in Maine's participatory democracy, encouraging citizens to take an active role in government and politics. This program is a project of the League of Women Voters Down East, produced in cooperation with WERU-FM. Our conversation today is about town meeting, doing democracy in your town. We'll talk about practicing politics and democracy at the most personal level in local government and the unusual experience we enjoy in the form of the New England town meeting. Does the town meeting still work? Is participation up or is it down? Is partisanship creeping in? Is big money taking more of an interest? If you've never been to town meeting, what do you need to know? We'll be taking your calls during the second half of the show, so stand by to join the conversation. This is Ann Luther from the League of Women Voters of Maine. I'll be your host for the Democracy Forum. Let me introduce our guests. Joining us on the phone today is Susan Clark. Susan is a writer, educator, and facilitator focusing on community sustainability and citizenship, citizen participation. She is co-author of the book, Slow Democracy, Rediscovering Community, Bringing Decision-Making Back Home. She serves as town moderator of the town meeting in Middlesex, Vermont. Welcome to the show, Susan. Susan? I will get Susan back in a minute. Um, we have another Susan joining us in the studio. Susan Lassard is the town manager of Bucksport, which has a town manager, town council form of government. She's worked in town government in Maine for over 20 years in a diverse array of communities, including Livermore Falls, Searsport, Vinyl Haven, Fayette, and Hamden, some with and some without a town meeting form of government. So she's seen it all. Welcome, Susan. Thank you. And also in the studio with us today is Dick Thompson. Uh, Dick has a d day job in state government, but he's here today because he's an experienced moderator for the towns of Palermo, China, Vassalboro, and others. Dick conducts moderator training for the Maine Municipal Association, so he's an expert in town meeting. Welcome, Dick. Good morning, Ann. Um, do we have Susan Clark back on the line here? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can, Susan. Thanks Great. a lot. You missed your introduction, but we're glad to have you. <laughs> So spring is uh, traditional town meeting season in Maine. For many of us, including myself, town meeting happened just a few weeks ago. This uniquely New England form of government dates back centuries. It's an old form, but a goodie. Is it still working? Who participates? Is local politics as uncivil and sharply divided as national politics? How can you make the most of your town meeting experience, and why should you try? Susan, let, Susan Clark, I see I got these two Susans. So Susan Clark, let me put it to you first. What's the history of town meeting in New England? Is it unique to the U.S. Northeast? Or? It actually is unique to New England, and, and uh, sometimes people uh, mistakenly think that uh, town meeting 
you know, used to be everywhere, and now it's only, you know, the only place it's left is in New England. But it originated here, and it wasn't really exported to the rest of the U.S. when, when America moved west. And, uh, you know, there were a couple of places um, that picked it up for, you know, a, a small period of time, a couple of places in like, Illinois and the Midwest. But right now, really, it is the only, and New England is the only place. And um, some of that is clearly connected to geography. You know, we were settled more compactly in New England, so getting together made more sense than it did in the wide open spaces out west. But, you know, also some of our founding fathers distrusted the wisdom of the masses. And, uh, you know, so there were founders who were very strong advocates for town meetings. Jefferson was one of them. Uh, but there were others who would just as soon keep us apart from each other. Hmm. Was there any precedent for that town meeting in the councils of indigenous people? I know a lot of democratic principles that the founders picked up were from observations about how Native Americans govern themselves. Yes, I, I do think that, that, that it's true that there were there was a lot of Native American influence. Um, I don't... I don't uh, personally know of any uh, Native American um, uh, town meeting style traditions. They tend to be, Native traditions tend to be fairly hierarchical, um, but there is certainly a lot of group input into the decisions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now, just to clarify some terminology, Dick, maybe you can answer this one for us. Town meeting is not the same as a town hall meeting. So like when a politician does a town hall, that's not really what we're talking about here, right? That's right. A a town meeting is one where uh, voters within a town are given notice that decisions are going to be made. At a town hall meeting, it's uh, either a politician or someone speaking to a subject, taking questions, perhaps answering them or, or even seeking input. But decisions aren't made. Uh, vital distinction and uh, town meetings there aren't many of them in each year uh, in a particular community sometimes only one but it's the citizens and voters opportunity to make an impact and and help with the the decision process so in towns that have a town meeting form of government um, you know they conduct business all year long and then at the end they or somewhere in there they have like a town meeting right but towns that have a town council form of government it's a little different could you just very quickly explain the difference susan lassard yes thank you um it, actually i've spent 17 years in communities with a town meeting and i'm in my 19th year in communities that are council manager but the major difference is that in council manager there is no annual town meeting at which your budget is appropriated, your uh, ordinances are voted on, all that kind of stuff. Those items are only voted on by the, for Bucksport, the seven elected councilors. Um, whereas in town meeting communities, that annual town meeting sets your budget, makes decisions on ordinances, um, interest rates, all the the major um, items that under the town meeting form of government have to be determined by the town's legislative body, which in that case is the citizens. So Susan Clark, this isn't, you know, we did a show a little while ago about direct versus representative democracy and town meeting is an exercise in direct democracy in in some very important ways for the town, right? Absolutely. Um, And it's, uh, it, it, you know, it, it's an interesting way to think about it when we think about, you know, the uh, executive branch and the legislative branch. You go back to, you know, Civics 101. You know, at the national level, the president is the executive and the legislature is the legislative. Uh, and, you know, when when a town has a town meeting, 
um, it is that that there's an executive that on, that on uh, issues of finance and, and governance, the uh, town body, the legislative body, is the folks who show up. And so they, it's not an elected legislator. It's a it's legislature. It's a it's a direct democracy legislature. And the key here too is that it's deliberative, um, which means we talk. We can amend. Uh, we can you know influence each other, change each other's minds, learn things. Um, unlike direct democracy that we see with, uh, you know, initiatives and referenda out west where we, we all vote on, a, on, a, on an item. Um, you know, a town meeting um, is a deliberative form. And, you know, really the only other form uh, that, that exists like this in American government where citizens walk in and actually are the government without, uh, you know, that they, they are the ones who are making the direct decisions uh, is the jury form of government where where we are making uh, you know binding decisions, um, and uh, there's a lot of good data that that shows that this really has an impact on how we are as citizens, how we feel as citizens, how we feel about our government, our level of trust, um, and our ability to self-govern uh, is really improved. That's interesting. So, so Dick, help us understand. Like in my town, it's a town meeting and selectman form, mm-hmm. and I think that's you know, common in town meeting towns, right? Um, it is. And, and, and let me uh, also uh, agree um, with, um, with Susan. The way that a, a town meeting and that, that body that assembles takes uh, control of the uh, uh, decision-making process is really critical. And that's distinctive from the town council uh, meeting. In this case, the selectmen or the select board um, will present um, a set of warrants, some questions, fashioned very carefully to try to achieve what they as a group have decided they want to achieve. And then they will go through, you, typically, a budget committee which reviews that and maybe agrees and maybe doesn't. Um, it's those questions, by the way, that they don't that we spend most of the time discussing. But in the end, once they've pr- put that warrant forward, it is up to the to the voters in the town, that body that assembles to review these and make decisions to make those decisions. And, and it's uh, uh, just extraordinary to watch. Um, there are some restrictions of what they can do, and they can't add other warrant items to the list. But for those things that are put before them, they're in charge. So let, let me um, ask you to explain, uh, are there things that have to be presented on the warrant and things that may be presented on the warrant and things that are never presented on the warrant? Like, what can show up on the warrant? Because the the warrant is the agenda for the town meeting, right? The the warrant is the agenda, and it's the specific question that the the body will consider and determine to approve it or to reject it uh, or to modify it. They they can do that through the process. Uh, There are... uh, Certain funding articles, though, though not required by statute, are on every warrant to do with um, administrative uh, office and how it's run and road maintenance, if you uh, have uh, roads, and they all do. Um, statutorily, some of the education funding is specific, very detailed questions that are required to be answered or, or required to be uh, included in the warrant and then voted on uh, by the voters of the town. Very, very interesting. Now, procedurally, Susan Clark on the phone, 
Um, are, are town meetings generally run by Robert's Rules of Order or some other rules adopted by the town, or how, how, what rules sort of govern the procedural aspect of it? Sure. Um, yeah, different um, states do that differently, um, but they, uh, they they are all run by some form of um, uh, parliamentary procedure. Uh, you know, here in Vermont, uh, where I'm the I'm a moderator, um, it, it is by state statute that we use Robert's Rules unless the town adopts a different uh, form. And it's, you know, it's basically a way to, um, you know, to manage um, a large group of people, oftentimes 150, 250, you know, larger, uh, you know, get, get us through the, the, the material, um, it, it sort of enabling the will of the majority while also really respecting the will of the minority and making sure that all voices um, are heard in a way that isn't, a, uh, isn't too much of a mob. <laughs> What do we do in Maine, Dick? Do we have Robert's Rules of Order or other parliamentary procedures? Typically, and, and I've not done a meeting without using the Maine Municipal Association's Moderator's Guide. Mm-hmm. It, they've taken those um, questions that likely would come up, and they've established a set of procedures which are very similar to how Robert's Rules would handle them. Mm-hmm. But it rather than wrapped around all that Robert's Rules brings you and the parliamentary procedure that you might have to go through, it's understandable. And uh, they've actually added documents that uh, you can hand out to citizens so that they understand what they need, uh, what they need to do and how they can, uh, can participate. But they accomplish the same thing as Susan described. It's an orderly process for questions to be considered, for amendments to be made, for votes to be taken, and to and ultimately to approve uh, the warrant. Are there, like sometimes when you go to these big meetings, the facilitator will put up a set of guidelines about, um, you know, don't hog the airtime, don't accuse people and question their motives, you know, don't be mean, be nice. Do town meetings have that sort of thing to maintain a civ- well, a quote unquote civil tone, or mm. um, how how does the moderator typically handle if somebody gets really upset um, and starts to go off? Well, it, it, it's it's an interesting uh, situation. First of all, I have a little script that I follow, and I ask for uh, unanimous consent for people to allow me to use MMA's rules. I've been moderating every town that I do now. I've been there for at least five times for all of them, so they all know me and they know what I'm going to ask. But I, even though they've heard from me before, I summarize several key things, how we will put a warrant on up for discussion, how we'll get a motion, how it'll be seconded, how it could be amended, and then how debate will happen. One thing I insist upon is that they face and talk to me not turn around and try to face the the audience so that I can get their attention and so that if there's something getting personal, I can interject and I caution them. It's not about personal. It's about the issue. Mm -hmm. And as long as they stay there, we let it go. And uh, the moderator has some significant authority in Maine by statute and uh, by the rules if, if they're adopted by the body. You Absolutely, wanna... I agree. This is Susan yep. Clark, and yeah, I agree that um, that the moderator has a tremendous amount of um, ability to channel that energy and uh, making sure that people do address their uh, their comments to the moderator. Make sure we stay on the topic, as Dick says, and not on the on the uh, on the personalities. And um, we we often, I mean, years and years ago, people would start um, these assemblies with a with a prayer. Uh, and that really was a call to civility and a call to our best selves. Uh, we no longer, you know, uh, d- d- do that because of a church and state kind of issue. Uh, 
Um, but we have a civil invocation uh, that we use uh, in many towns in Vermont that is a similar call. It's kind of like those ground rules that, that you mentioned, and um, you know. Uh, but but we 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 usually have a, a young person, a, a new voter, somebody who's 18, uh, just just on the voting rolls. Um, you know, read this uh, reminder town meeting invocation that reminds people to. Remember, there's an immense gap between saying I'm right and saying I believe I'm right, and that our neighbors with whom we disagree are good people with hopes and dreams as true and as high as ours. Yep. Uh, so it's a, it's a nice way to begin. Susan Lassard, in the run-up to the broadcast today, we were talking about respect and dignity and how important that is in the conversation, in the town meetings, and even in the open public meetings that you observe yeah, t- talk a little bit about what you were saying before about respect. Well, it, what we find in local government, and whether it's in a town meeting form of government or council manager, is that what we really want in both cases is as much public participation as possible. And in order to engender that, um, people have to feel that they're going to be in a situation where they're going to be respected, um, whatever their opinion is, because the fact is that all opinions are welcome and that different doesn't equal bad. It just equals different. And so it becomes really incumbent upon us to ensure that the um, atmosphere that we create for the public to participate at the local level, whether it's through town meeting or in a council form that that people feel respected they feel welcome they they understand that they are they're not hostages they they're respected valued customers of the services that the community offers that's good um listeners you're tuned to the democracy forum on werufm this morning my name is ann luther from the league of women voters of maine our topic today is town meeting doing democracy in your town our guests this morning are susan clark co-author of slow democracy rediscovering community bringing decision making back home susan lassard town manager for bucksport and dick thompson an experienced moderator for several towns in um, central maine and uh, we welcome your calls in the second half of the show starting in about 10 or 15 minutes, so stay tuned for that. Um, talking about rules of order, parliamentary procedure, whichever guide you use, is it helpful for people planning to go to town meeting to be familiar with those rules of order? Like, is it good to know how to call the question? Or, you know, I mean, it, it would it be useful for people to read that stuff ahead of time? Or... Can they pick it up when they get there? My goal uh, is to allow someone who has never been to a meeting to be able to participate freely. Uh, One of the things I do both during the description of how the meeting will operate but at, at the end of that to say if you've got a question or if you want to do something and you don't know how, just get my attention. I'll recognize you and I'll help you do it. It, in, it uh, enables me to build trust with the, with the body. They don't think that I'm just part of the select board or chosen by the select board to be there, um, uh, although that is typically the case uh, to make sure that they have an experienced moderator. They, I build that trust with them, and they will ask those questions, and if you help them out, everybody benefits. I would agree. I think that um, 
we shouldn't cl create a hill for people to climb in order to to get in the door that that they really should feel like they just need to come mm -hmm. they need to come with an open mind and participate and that the the how-to's or the logistics of it can can be explained or managed through that um, government is intimidating to people um, at any level especially procedures you know and, and procedures right. and rules are just a way to do that so if you have a good moderator that that puts people at ease and and it doesn't have to be perfect someone doesn't have to know all the right words in order to make motions or to make suggestions or they they just need to be able to articulate what they're and someone will help them you want to jump in on this susan clark yeah i couldn't agree more with with uh, what we just heard it's it's really a facilitator role the the, the moderator it's, it's kind of part host there's a little bit of referee in there um but um there's a lot of storytelling um uh you, you wouldn't necessarily recognize it as that but uh, you know a good moderator says well here we here's where we are we're on you know article three you know um you all just voted to amend it so what we're what we're talking about now is this if you vote yes it means this if you vote no it means this so really to kind of keep uh, everyone clear on where we are what we're doing um, what your interaction means, what your options are. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if, if it's done right, um, you shouldn't have to be worried uh, too much about the, the mechanics of the car. You should just be able to drive it where you want to go. So is it typical for the moderator to be somebody from in the town, from out of town? In my town, sometimes the moderator is one of the selectmen, which I think has created issues, you know, once in a while because, you know, is he representing the town or the select board? But, you know, how is the moderator typically chosen by town? And if you do the same town over and over, do you get better at doing that town? Do you know what I mean? Oh, I'll answer that if I can. <laughs> uh, uh, first, I started in my town. Uh, I still do that town, although I no longer live there. And I was late for a, a budget committee meeting, and the person that had been doing it for years had passed away, and they needed someone. Um, the select board typically uh, tries to line someone up. It is a, the, the person's elected by the body, but they somebody needs to start. And so that's so wait, typically. when does that election happen? That's that it. election happens. Uh, as a, typically article number one of the warrant at the town meeting when people have assembled. Sometimes it's done prior to the uh, uh, Australian ballot for offices. And so the, the warrant notice that goes out says that we're going to convene and deal with article one and then article two, the selection of officers. And then we'll return on another day or that night to do um, the rest of the, to deal with the rest of the warrant in that public forum. Um, and and once uh, once that happens, uh, that person is um, chosen and is in charge and and moves things forward. Um, I think it's it's a it's a well it's a process that people become uh, accustomed to and confident in. And so those places that I've been doing it for twelve or fifteen years, they know who I am. I knew I know many of the folks that um, are going to speak. That helps move the meeting along. Uh, but I'm also able to recognize that that's somebody I've not seen before, and to just encourage them. If they look like they've got a question, 
do you have a question or is there something mm-hmm. that we can help you with before you vote? And telling that story, making sure people know what they're going to vote on, know what the decision is they're about to make, because it can get confusing. Um, that's the most critical thing of all. As long as they know what they're deciding and they, they have a chance to, to vote, it's good. So, Susan Clark, I mean, how important is it for people, in order for people to have confidence in the process, how important is it for them to have confidence in the moderator? And what's the crucial role of choosing a good moderator? Yeah, I think that um, it's hugely important that people have trust in a process. Um, and in addition to being a town moderator, I, I uh, also facilitate, uh, you know, other types of meetings um, professionally. And I think anyone who's ever <laughs> been in a situation where the facilitator lost control, you know how, uh, uh, you know, how useless a meeting can become. Um, so, so that trust, and when I say control, I don't mean control of the, of the, of the uh, outcome. I mean control of the process, mm-hmm. making sure everybody, uh, you know, it feels that they uh, can trust that this is a place where they will be able to be heard and that the outcome is fair. Um, and, um, you know, I really, really agree with everything that Dick just described. And um, I think being, being a member of the select board um, is problematic um, if, you, if you're a moderator because you have just spent months uh, creating, crafting, investing in the budget that you are proposing. So this is the executive proposing a budget and, and the legislative, uh, you know, acting on it. Um, uh, it's very hard to be moderate as a moderator if you um, are invested in the, in the outcome. So yeah. uh, it, it, it's, a, it's best practice, ideal, um, not to have um, uh, those, those uh, rules uh, yeah. overlap. Yep. So let's sort of step back now and talk about this thing from a more, you know, global perspective. Is is it working? Like these town meetings, are people still showing up? Are enough people showing up to make the process valid? Is participation up or down? Is it just as partisan as national politics? Um, let's just start with the top level here. Does it work? Who wants to go? This, well, this I, is Susan Lassard. This going. is Susan Lassard, and um, so I, I have been out of, so to speak, um, town meetings for 19 years. But the first 17 years that I spent in local government were in communities with town meetings, and they were characterized. They were events. We had dinners. We had school performances during that. It it wasn't just show up and vote. The the serving lunch and the ambulance coming to take your blood pressure and all of these kind of things happened in conjunction with this uh, this very major event and there was significant turnout as a result which is really what if you're not going if you're going to have direct democracy you should have more than two or three percent of your electorate showing up to do it and so we did at that time, and, and as I said, I've been out of it for some time, but but my best memories of town meetings were of everyone getting getting together, breaking bread, having lunch, having, <laughs> you know, doing all these things, which created community mm-hmm. as part of what they were doing. And so not only could they have spirited debate on it, there was civility because they were sharing 
food and doing other things that were, um, I'm not sure these days if those traditions are carried forward, but I know that they were hugely important during the time that, that in the several communities, three that I managed that were um, uh, town meeting communities was to create an event and that where everyone felt welcome, everyone was going to come, and and it worked. Well, now in my town, again, my town meeting just happened a few weeks ago. We're a town of about a thousand voters, and I think there was huge turnout, um, which in my town meant about 150 people showed up. So you know that's not up to the one or two percent. I mean, that's like barely, you know, one percent that you're talking about. How does it work in your town, Stick? Well, I, I agree with uh, the way that uh, town meetings were 15 years ago. Uh, they were an event. Um, we're in such a, an active and society that's immediate. Everything has to be immediate. There's only so much time people will put into a meeting. And I have uh, towns that have a quorum, and sometimes you'll they'll be calling friends to come to at least to achieve the quorum. Uh, I've seen the attendance drop in every town. Is that right? Uh, I have. In every town that I, I do, I've seen it drop, except when there is a major issue or a controversial issue or something of significance for the town, they come. Like you were saying about the marijuana question just lately. I, I moderated a, an ordinance, a, a special town meeting for just an ordinance related to uh, marijuana, sale of marijuana, in the event that the adult use uh, uh, program was approved, and um, it was packed. Almost double the number of people that attended the last regular town meeting. And it's an active town. Yeah. And I think that uh, maybe five to eight percent of their registered voters. Nobody's getting, getting twenty-five percent or thirty the way they did when it was an event. And I think that's a that's a factor of. Uh, of society today. There's so many other things that are tugging at people's time. I've seen people, the uh, towns change the day or try to try other um, factors to improve attendance, and I think that's the purpose they're doing it. But Let me let Susan Clark um, weigh in on this participation up or down question before we take a station break. Go ahead, Susan. Sure, yeah. UVM professor, University of Vermont professor Frank Bryan did a 30-year study, a plus actually, on uh, Vermont town meetings and asked just these questions, you know, uh, what what makes them work, what makes them, you know, how are they doing? Um, and three factors came out, and one of them is exactly what Dick just said, um, except that town, town size is a really important one. Town meetings work dramatically better in small towns than large ones. Um, so the, the size and scale issue is, is, a, is, a, is a factor. We, we sense that our participation is more needed in the smaller towns. Um, but issues, we, uh, you know, except for town size, uh, whether there are hot issues uh, on the warrant are the single most important factor in determining whether uh, there's good attendance at town meeting because we can see that we have the power to make a difference. Um, so, and then the third one, which is really important, is um, whether a town switches to have um, some of its important ballot items uh, turn into ballot items rather than uh, items at the meeting. Um, so. You know, attendance at town meetings has declined over the years, but we have to keep um, the attendance numbers in perspective. You know, we, if there's no point in comparing it to 100% participation because we don't get that in ballot box True. Uh, uh, votes. Uh, and in fact, it's sometimes a struggle to get half of the people to, to, to come out uh, for, for, for issues to vote at the ballot box, and especially when those issues are small and local. 
cycle. Yep. So I think we have to we have to um, compare quality and quantity when we talk about uh, uh, comparing town meeting to other options. At this point, I'd like to invite listeners to join our conversation. You're tuned to the Democracy Forum on WERU-FM. This is Ann Luther from the League of Women Voters of Maine. Our guests this morning are Susan Clark, co-author of Slow Democracy, Rediscovering Community, Bringing Decision-Making Back Home. She serves as town moderator of Middlesex, Vermont. We also have Susan Lassard, town manager for Bucksport. She's worked in town government, I said originally 20 years, but I see now it was more, um, in a diverse array of communities, some with and some without town meeting form of government. And also with us is Dick Thompson, an experienced moderator for the towns of Palermo, China, Vassalboro, and others. Dick conducts moderator training for the Maine Municipal Association. Our topic today is town meeting, doing democracy in your town. If you have a question or comment, you can join our conversation by calling toll-free 866-625-9378. We have only one listener line open, so if you do get through, please take your answer off the line so that others can also participate. Don't wait until the last minute. Get your call in early, and we already have a call. Robert from Gooseboro, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi there. Thanks for taking my call. I, uh, I'm 78 years old. I've been in a lot of town meetings. I can tell you that the town meeting that I thought was so wonderful when I was in my 20s is gone. People are no longer informed. They go to town meeting. They don't know what they're voting on. I am used to people. My friends would come into town meeting with their annual report so marked up. They already knew what they were going to ask, what the answers would be. It takes a lot to actively participate in a town meeting. And people are too busy today. Some of the things that bug me, too, are they hold town meetings such as in my town of Goldsboro in June. God only gives us a few uh, nice nights in June, <laughs> and it's almost sinful to go sit in a stuffy old uh, school auditorium. I do believe that for a town meeting to work, you have to know enough so that you're asking decent questions. You have to be respectful. And by God, this is something that I think is critical. you got to use humor. Actually, some self-deprecating if you can, but if you get the people chuckling a little bit, it reduces any tension there might be, and it turns it into a little bit more fun. But I will tell you that so many people, and I used to teach public speaking, so many good people with good ideas are afraid of speaking publicly. And then there are people like me who enjoy hearing our own voices, <laughs> and we talk too much. So all I'm seeing is town meeting. One of the alternatives I represent, you never want to say something's bad without offering an alternative. A couple of towns in southern Maine that I know of have a referendum ballot. Clear explanation of what the issue is. You can pick up your absentee ballot a couple of weeks before the uh, date of the town meeting. Everything is voted on by that referendum, and it also means that people get together. Neighborhoods get together. Families get together. They talk about it before they vote. It's this active participation in town government now because of the referendum annual meeting vote and it's so much better than the old-fashioned it's time to it was unique it was fun and everybody who moves into a town from away say oh i think town meeting's great they are there for the right reason we're talking big business today most towns multi-million dollar budgets most of us have trouble taking care of our own budgets let alone multi-million dollars thank you for my call i'll look forward to hearing from you bye now Thanks, Robert. You've uh, anticipated a couple questions we wanted to get to with your call. So before I 
answer the questions, just another reminder, you can join our conversation, listeners, 866-625-9378. So Robert touched on a couple of things. How do people find out news coverage of local issues in the print journalism media is down? Um, is it big money creeping in? Are money factors more, uh, more of an issue? Um, what do you think? What, what about the news? Let's take that one. How do people get informed? Do they come knowing enough? Or who wants to go? Well, it, this is Sue Lassard. Um, at, at the local level, and, and as I said, Bucksport is, is council manager, but still we need to find ways to reach people so that they know what um, what's going on and can participate. And we video stream our council meetings. We um, all of our committee meetings and planning board um, do video. So it's not. We also have cable TV channel, but we do the video streaming. We are on. It's on our website. It's on Facebook. It's and we're fortunate enough in Bucksport to have a local paper. But which a, your towns don't have, do they, Dick? Only one has a has a uh, paper. Uh, two or three of them now have. Uh, lighted bulletin boards that uh, flash the, or flash or at least da- uh, show the date of the meeting. But for the towns that I represent, all but one have the meeting at the same t- place at the same time every year. So you would know it's the first Saturday in March or the second one. And I agree, it's tough to get people to come out on a beautiful June day when you're uh, when you're uh, trying to deal with the kids finishing up school or whatever else you've got. So uh, I enjoy the March ones. I understand why it's summer in June, but from my perspective, um, it's that local reach out to the community. One last thing about that, many uh, towns hand deliver their reports. Uh, uh, Having the Boy Scouts or, or some organization do that for a donation and that is helpful because the warrant's put in their hands at every single home. My town used to do that, but no longer. We have another caller on the line, Ivor, Swans Island. Go ahead. You're on the air. Ivor? I'm a yeah. resident of, of Skowhegan, and I uh, went to the town meeting this year, and a woman brought up a very interesting point. She wanted to uh, uh, talk about basically where the sludge goes from our town, and uh, she did not win in her point, but she made us all aware of where our effluent actually goes. So I just wanted to say, you know, just ask a question. Sometimes people can find out things they really didn't know. So thank you. Thank you. What about that? You know, go to the town meeting. It's maybe Isra is not on the warrant, but you can get your point across. Susan Clark, do you want to comment? Oh, I think that's a terrific point. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, being able to actually look at our neighbors in the eye and talk about um, some of the issues that we share in common is a really, really important way to, to be informed. Um, and, uh, you know, the earlier caller mentioned, you know, why not switch it all to a, to a ballot? And um, there's certainly, I, I can see the appeal, um, but it's important to know that what, um, a, a, a few different things. Uh, studies definitely show with ballot, like when we vote for president, for example, there's a strong link between uh, socioeconomic indicators, things like people's occupation and income or number of college degrees, and whether or not they vote. So higher income citizens are much more likely to go to a voting booth and vote. But the data shows that in local direct deliberative democracy in town meetings, there is no link between a town's attendance and its verbal participation at town meetings. So people are a little more um, inclined or at least there's no link between um, their 
can be more inclusive than the ballot box in, in, with some of these. And it is a training ground for, for conflict, for how to do constructive, right. to deal with uh, conflict constructively. Susan Clark on the phone, I'm just going to say we're getting a signal that people are having a little trouble hearing you, so if you could speak a little bit louder sure. into your phone, I'd appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, reminding our listeners that you can join our conversation, 866-625-9378. We're talking about town meeting, doing democracy in your town. We have another caller on the line, Charlie from Mount Desert. Go ahead, you're on the air. Yes, hi. Thanks for the call. I uh, was a Mount Desert uh, selectman in 1988, and I have several comments about the system that I think don't work as well as they probably should. Some of them are due to uh, people generally not, not calling in uh, to the larger programs, but also the local programs don't, don't uh, often work the way they should. Uh, for example, uh, a lot of people are tired in the evening. They work, the me meetings are late at night, and they know they're going to go late, and people don't turn out for the, for, the, uh, uh, for the meeting because they don't think they have the energy to do it at the end of the day. And that's one problem. Another problem is that people are intimidated, I think. Some people are when you have a controversial issue and you have to vote on it with everybody there. It sounds very idyllic, but many times people don't vote the way they wanted to vote because they don't want to have one of their neighbors say something negative about them. Uh, another thing is that uh, people tend to uh, vote uh, very carefully, and, and I would say in blocks is one way to put it, where you will, you will have a large turnout for a particular item and you'll put the item on the agenda late at night when everybody's left so that the people who are there are, are there uh, almost by themselves and are able to, to vote the way they want to. So, And some meetings are very long, and that also hurts the turnout because people don't people start to be there early, but by the time 10 or 11 o'clock comes, they're not there. Right. So these are just some of the things that I think uh, work against a town meeting form of government, even though it's idyllic. Those are some very interesting points, Charlie. Thank you. Before we let the listeners, I mean, let our guests comment on them, just one more reminder, 866-625-9378 to join our conversation on the town meeting form of government. Charlie raises a particularly interesting point about public voting and sticking your hand up and staking your claim in front of your neighbors. How intimidating is that, Dick? Well, I, I think it is very intimidating. I, I can remember a couple of circumstances in the last two years where I asked if there was some uh, interest in uh, selecting the method of voting, seeing particularly on a, uh, on a divided issue. And, um, and then those that are experienced folks either will ask me what do I mean by that, and I would lead them through the options that they had. What are uh, the but, options? Well, the options in the meetings that I do, we always have a show of cards, and I either just you can tell if everybody right. votes yes, that's pretty pretty easy. Um, and then we'd, we'd count people holding up their cards, which is what Charlie was describing as intimidating. They're, I have to hold my card up, and long enough for someone to count them, uh, everybody knows how I voted. Uh, and then it would be moved to a written ballot. And I insist uh, with the uh, meetings that I moderate that they have enough uh, materials available to allow several written ballots so that if the group decides to go that way, 
we will. And there's even one ballot that is required. Um, if the tax levy limit is exceeded uh, by the uh, overall budget, the state law requires that that be voted on to approve that uh, exceeding that level and must be by written ballot. Anybody else want to comment on some of Charlie's thoughts about the lateness of the hour, the dwindling attendance as it gets towards the, I mean, my town meeting, people came with their kids, right? But they weren't going to stay till midnight if it went that long with their kids along. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think we, this is Susan Clark, I, I think we do have to, um, you know, be very cognizant of people's um, ability to, to stay uh, you know, is this a, a reasonable, uh, you know, warrant, uh, or do we need to break this up? Um, we also can deal with, um, uh, town meeting was never intended by the designers, by the founders, to be the only meeting where we discuss issues every year. So, uh, you know, leaders need to know, well, some of these issues are, are, are tough, and we're going to have to have meetings ahead of time, whether to talk about them, um, to, you know, informational meetings, or, uh, you know, you can even have special town meetings to say, here's one, this is this one's going to take a while, and we're going to have a special meeting just on this. I think that there's a big difference between my private self and my public self. And I think more and more um, in our individualistic society, we are expecting that we can uh, not take part in, in public processes, not take those risks, not say what we think in public, um, and expect um, the same outcomes in our democracy. But but we can't. Our democracy requires that we be a little courageous and a little brave. So we need to make it safe for people to uh, to come to a meeting, to to say what they think, and if they disagree, we can still shake hands afterwards. That's the difference. That's why New England has the highest social capital uh, of any of the of the state. Five out of the six New England states where we practice town meetings. Um, are all consistently ranking the top ten for, for social capital, meaning trust, volunteerism, neighborliness, reciprocity. These are qualities that really, um, that's what community means. And working through these tough issues together, is uh, it, it builds that social capital. You're tuned to the Democracy Forum on WERU-FM. This is Ann Luther, the League of Women Voters of Maine. Our guests this morning are Susan Clark, co-author of Slow Democracy, Rediscovering Community, Bringing Decision-Making Back Home, Susan Lassard, town manager for Bucksport, and Dick Thompson, an experienced moderator for the towns of Palermo, China, Vassalboro, and others. You can join our conversation, 866-625-9378. We have another caller on the line right now, Greg from Troy. Go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, what a great show. Thanks so much. The town meeting is one of my favorite, favorite things. It's the direct democracy in action. I've, I've moderated our town meeting, oh, for years, years. I'm trying to think, but I don't know, maybe 15 years or so. And, and, and uh, I think basically all the observation people have made is true. You know, it's a, every town meeting is a little bit like a kabuki play. It's, uh, you can kind of... Uh, Every, if you go to any town meeting, it's going to be the same sort of thing. You know, you're going to have the newcomers in the front. You're going to have the budget committee people on the side knitting, ready, ready to jump in and, uh, uh, you know, figure out the questions on uh, the stuff on the warrant. There's the old timers in the back, you know, sort of uh, sitting there like lobsters on top of a lobster pot, you know, uh-huh. uh, you know, or, or seagulls on top of a lobster pot, you know, waiting to vote no on everything and, and everything in between. 
But uh, a few observations I uh, just want to reiterate. Yes, it, it, less people are showing up everywhere um, because it's less of an event. When we had ours in uh, the Troy Grange, it was uh, a cabin fever reliever during the daytime on Saturday in March. It was a chance for people to get out and go to the meeting, and it might be contentious for the first half, and then you would have uh, lunch, and everyone would get together and tell jokes. And the second half was just great, and people were more in contact. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's part of the thing. It's less of a event. People are not paying attention as much as they used to because they, 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 I don't know whether it's uh, people are not believing that they have a voice in government, and which is unfortunate. Uh, yeah, let's see, as far as people who show up, I mean, March brings out the Winter Road people a lot. And uh, so that's the usual crowd, but until you got to um, uh, the things like the marijuana boat that we had. And then everybody turns out, right? Everyone turned out, and most, uh, and you never can tell. We had, you know, we, we had uh, food sovereignty and, uh, and marijuana, and <laughs> both, both mm. questions brought out a lot of people, and uh, the people who voted yes or no were, were kind of surprising. Greg, I really appreciate your call, and I want to give our um, our guests a chance to talk a little bit about the town's responsibility versus the citizens' responsibility for engagement. Like, oh, what? Okay, can I just uh, one yep. last thing on sure thing. on on, vo- on voting, uh, which I think is important to move uh, town town vote along. We uh, our first option is voice vote, and mm-hmm. and and that is a you know, unless it's very contentious, I go with that because otherwise, meeting's going to drag. Uh, then, then there's a you know a show you know a show of hands, which it takes longer and has to be counted. And then, uh, then there's a dreaded uh, you know ballot where everyone goes written up ballot, and has a right. written ballot. And so, I I would you know encourage any town to do it as much as possible with uh, with voice voice vote. Otherwise, it will drag on forever. Thank you so much. Okay, I'll catch you later. Thanks, no, thanks so much, Greg. So um, to the question of the town versus the citizen responsibility for creating a public process, Susan, you were talking, Susan Lassard were talking earlier about creating a process running up to the decision point that engages a lot of people so that people come up. Is that the town's job or is it? It definitely is the town's job. The um, The warrant that eventually ends up at a town meeting or or a agenda that ends up before a council, if it has, in particular, if, if there are contentious issues, it's the responsibility of municipal leaders to have provided forums for people to discuss those and to understand them before you get to the point where someone's going to be asked to make a decision on them. And the biggest disasters I've seen in my municipal career in this is when communities haven't done that work and people are not. It's hard to engage people. Generally, you can fill a room if you've done something that makes people mad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not really how we want to engender participation. But getting more people informed um, ahead of time for these meetings, I, I think, is a, a municipal responsibility and a critical one if you want people to be able to make good decisions. Susan Clark, on the phone, what are you seeing in your broader perspective about the towns that are doing the best work in this area? 
Well, I think that um, one of the, and I really agree with what uh, Sue Lassard just said uh, in terms of the town's responsibility. I mean, we, you know, <laughs> oftentimes we can kind of see a train wreck coming. Uh, <laughs> like, wow, this is going to be a tough meeting. Well, what are some of the things we can do ahead of time uh, to, um, to help people understand and to help uh, people um, make their voices heard and, and so they can go into this meeting knowing, uh, feeling more like a, um, a, a responsible citizen and not, you know, an activist of some kind who, you know, needs to uh, create uh, trouble. Um, but, uh, you know, there's some real uh, payback um, for doing this well. Um, what we see um, is when we really include people and they are part of, of uh, really shaping the decisions, not just voting yes or no, but, but uh, you know, be, being able to amend, being able to hear each other, we have durability of decisions. We have more buy-in, less pushback. It really builds trust. And um, we really see that these are training grounds for local leadership skills um, so that communities that have solid participation are going to be better in a crisis or an emergency. They're going to be they're, they're going to have people who, who really feel like leaders when it uh, you know, if there's a, a flood or um, other kinds of things that come along. We know how to we know how to take charge of ourselves. Um, so and, what uh, are some of the techniques that towns can use to really get that done? I mean, I know, for instance, Bar Harbor is using an online polling tool called Polco to help town, help people in their town know even what the issues are and to help town leaders forecast what town opinions are. What are some of the other things? Oh, we're running out of time here. I'm going to have to ask us to start thinking about wrapping up and there were so many questions we didn't get to answer with the advantages and disadvantages of the town government citizen engagement um so but I, we're out of time so i'm gonna uh, put it to you first susan clark and ask you to take just a minute or a minute and a half to give us your final thoughts any of the questions we didn't a- ask that you'd like to answer or um you know final and concluding thoughts for the program today Sure. I think that um, this is a a, a critical time um, to think about uh, what is our democracy as as Americans, um, and what's going to feed it. What what's going to feed um, uh, our our structures as uh, as a democracy? And I think the answer is citizenship. The the answer is people who know what it is to to lead. And so then when we can elect leaders who are going to lead responsibly, and that's something that uh, with face-to-face democracy, we can actually learn from each other. Thank you so much, Susan Clark. Susan Lassard, take a few minutes to wrap it up. I know you've seen it from both sides. Well, I think that local government is, maybe now more than ever, the level of government that people still have some faith in. Um, I think that other levels are, perhaps that's not the case, and that they all, it's also the level at which they feel they have some sense of power, which is also missing at, at the other end. I think that um, the more we as municipal officials or leaders can foster interest in, in being participatory, um, the reaching out to local groups and others to be partners in the community and encourage people to participate that um, in the long run we'll all be better off and we will create the kind of citizenship that's necessary. It was mentioned that 
it's hard to raise your hand and express your opinion. It's hard to do that in, in a society that's become more impersonal and um, more anonymous. We can hide behind Facebook and all these kind of things and say and do whatever, but if you're standing next to someone and you have to raise your hand or you have to acknowledge that, um, we need to encourage that behavior because that that's where reality is, not... Um, not allowing us to become more separate that way. Thank you. Dick, a few parting thoughts for our program today? Well, thank you. I'm thrilled by the participation that we've had, both of my colleagues and with the, the, the folks that called in. Uh, and I agree, it is about leadership and, and, and building those leaders and the, the next town council or the next uh, selectman. But it is, it is about participation. When you look across the, the participants, uh, we're graying. We're, we're not bringing in the, the younger folks as, as well as we should. I think we have to think about that. We have to really make it an, an important part of that characteristic, regardless of uh, what point they enter the process, whether it's the development of the warrant and in budget committee things or at the town meeting, we've got to encourage that. And um, one thing about the, the town meeting that just makes it distinctive against all the others, people can watch it happen, they can see the count, and they know the result right there in front of them. Boy, that's hard to beat. Yeah, thank you. Thank you all so very much. We are kind of running out of time here this morning, so I'll take a moment to thank our guests one more time. Susan Clark, co-author of Slow Democracy, Rediscovering Community, Bringing Decision-Making Back Home. Susan Lassard, town manager for Bucksport, and Dick Thompson, an experienced moderator for the towns of Palermo, China, Vassalboro. Dick moderates uh, training, conducts moderator training for the Maine Municipal Association. Thank you all three so much for a good conversation, and thank you for the people who called in with their questions this morning. You've been listening to the Democracy Forum, a project of the League of Women Voters Down East, produced in cooperation with WERU-FM. Thank you to Amy Brown, our engineer at WERU. Thank you to our listeners. Our website is lwvme.org. For more information about this topic or to learn about other shows in our series, you can email us at downeast at lwvme.org. Thanks very much. We'll see you next time.